0: Welcome to the Dynamic Duo of Defiance podcast, where real talk for business meets bold disobedience. I'm Natalie Arsenault. I'm Shantara Chapman. And we're the Dynamic Duo of Defiance. Yep. So this is part two. Part two of our Embrace the Resistance. Yes. And as I said in part one, this is all about the book we wrote, little micro book. Uh-huh. Um, Embrace Resistance, How to Conquer Your Critics. It's out there on Amazon, so you can go out there and buy it. Um, and we kind of covered the forward and kind of theoretical things in part one, like how to think through it in a metaphorical sense. Right. So this segment is the in practice part. Yes. And this is where the rubber meets the road kind of. Yeah, especially when you say, hey, yeah, I know how to embrace it when somebody's resistant towards me. Really? I Let's, feel like most people don't. No, they feel like, you know how they know how to embrace it? They know how to ignore someone. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> true. Be like, oh, what do you do when someone's uh, heckling you or so I ignore them. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's true. That's, that's true. So that's, that's most people's, I think that's their idea of of handling resistance That's true Because I remember Even like um, When I had a radio show I remember people Who Who tend to see things in the same through the same lenses that I did would always ask me how come I didn't hang up on people when they called in with a different opinion. I'm like, that's not how we're going to get anywhere. Like, I want to know what other people's opinions are. Let's have a dialogue. Let's talk about it and see where you are and where I am. Minds don't have to change, but at least you exchange some ideas. Right. So, yeah, people just want you to hang up on folks when they don't agree. (laughs) And, you know, I'm one that you know, I understand boundaries, but when you're in business, you can't really just hang up on everybody just because they don't agree with you. You can't. And so that's what we're talking about is how to embrace, you know, resistance from the standpoint of we're trying to get something done here. Yes. And we need to all be on one accord. Right. So, Yes. So, in the in this particular section of the book, we use a lot of quotes yes. from some well-respected business people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first quote, which I agree a thousand percent with, is by William Wrigley Jr. And it's, if two people in business always agree, one of them is unnecessary. Exactly. I don't think our leadership in corporate America understands that. I don't think a lot of people understand I think a lot of people like yes men. They like people who just agree with you. Yeah, and... I think that's America just in general. Yes. You know, how we've taught ourselves that we need to run business is to agree. Yeah. And anyone who doesn't agree is a problem and we need to figure out what to do with them. Yes. And I think that when people disagree it means that they're engaged right yeah. it means they heard what you said and they have thoughts on it right. i mean that's how i take it right that and so and they may have better ideas they may have better ideas so you should um you know go towards that person yep. that's saying no 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 we shouldn't go this way you need to understand why yep. they are saying no Every time you're saying yes, when you go right and they always want to go left, something's up. Yeah. Yeah. And it could just be that that person is is playing, you know, is, is the devil's advocate person of the group, which is fine still as well. Because if you have an idea that you can't defend, it's really not a good idea. Right. I mean, like, because I said so, I know that your parents may have, you know, used that strategy in rearing, you know, the, well, I because I said so mantra but that doesn't work with adults and adults need logic and rationale and when they ask a question they expect uh answer that's been somewhat thought out and has logic applied to it so you can't just be like here's the idea and because i said so right and i know in the past this is how politics (laughs) is run too you know if a candidate is running for office right and they're getting ready for a debate You always want someone in the room that's playing the devil's advocate with you because you want to think through every possible scenario and have answers for them. Mm -hmm. Of course, you're probably not going to know what everyone says and how everybody's going to rebut your issues, but you're that much more prepared. Yeah, you want someone to challenge your ideas so that you can... It it goes back to the kind of in concept thing about the exercise and the resistance. You need to exercise your thought... Against something that's resistant to make sure that it's as strong of a thought as you thought it was. Exactly. And if not, okay, well, let's make it better. Let's make it better. That was, that's a hole in my theory. Let's figure that out. Yep. Can't have holes. Yep. So, okay. The other quote that we have in here is by Paul Hennessy. Okay. The best teams and their leaders are able to hang in there with attention and keep exploring creative options people don't like tension people do not like tension they don't like to like this saying hang in there Mm -hmm. no we want to get out of it as soon as possible as soon as possible we're like man that was rough yeah you know 30 minutes is about all you can give somebody some tension before Mm -hmm. they say that this was pointless yes Everybody's just angry. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can even look at the racial issues that we're having in yeah. this country right now. Yeah. No one is willing to hang out in the tension. No, no to, get one. to the On solution. either side of the On equation. either side of the <laughs> equation to get to the solution. Right. If we just hang out in there for a minute. Yep. Let's just swirl. Yeah. Let's figure this thing out. Mm-hmm. You know, then we can get to something. I mean our big thing this past, you know, week or so mm-hmm. has been all around Colin Kaepernick, right? Yeah. And kneeling. Everybody's heard that, right? Yeah. But Nike decides Nike was like, hey, we're going to make him the poster child. We're going to make him the poster child. It's our 30th anniversary of hashtag just do it. And let's just do it because he did it. Yeah. Why not? Why not? He did it. Yeah, Right. And so um, you have people now who are deciding that they're going to resist that. Right. 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 You have people burning shoes, burning socks, which Mm -hmm. is stupid because you've already paid for those. You are. It's true. Here's the disclaimer, people. (laughs) Don't burn stuff you already paid for. It That's not a boycott. Makes sense. That's not a boycott. On the other side of that, don't burn down neighborhoods that you live in. It's, <laughs> it's the, the same, same thing. thing. <laughs> yep. We're not we're not <laughs> thinking, people. <laughs> we're not thinking. Let's think through this clearly. Yes. And then there's the governor who's decided that he's gonna ban Nike in his whole city. Or I whatever. Know. Oh whatever. And then like the uh, there's the parks the the city park or something that's like don't order anything from Nike and I'm just like you guys are doing a whole lot of a lot of nothing the, it really you know you're you're actually bringing more attention to the yes to Nike yes which is great for them yes. cause, it's great for them because they embrace <laughs> it and, and what I thought about when you Free know publicity. thinking about this whole thing about embracing this right mm-hmm. and bringing your 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 resistors in yeah. I saw on social media where, you know, we saw the people burning things down and burning up stuff. Mm-hmm. Ruining their their grills by putting shoes in their no, grill and burning know. them. Stupid. So now you need a new grill. It's but funny. anyway, I saw <laughs> Nike posted the safe way to burn I your know, property. I know the safe way to burn your property. I thought that was hilarious. They embraced they embraced the, the resistance. They did. They and they really decided did. to show you how not to burn your home <laughs> down. Right. If you're going <laughs> to burn our product, be safe about it, people. Let me show it. you how to be safe. Here's your safety moment. And it may day. have been funny, but at the same time they 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 said, Okay, we're here, we're open, we're gonna draw you in. Yeah. Their social media experts have been like on it. Yeah. And they've been responding as quick as possible to people who are putting nasty things out there yeah. and stuff like that. So it's just, you know, trying to what what's unfortunate is it still did not um the conversation still didn't change. Correct. I mean for them they're doing great, you know, and Colin's doing great. Well, cuz you know the the part the uh, the other part of the saying aside from hanging in there with attention, tension is to keep exploring creative, creative options. options, right? So and usually the thing with when your idea is challenged, usually the, the the solution is something that everybody is a little happy with and a little not happy with. Right. like there's no like we want it all type of uh, solution. so but you know you even see like in in relationships, people get nervous in the silence like you hear about the awkward, the awkward, silent moment mm-hmm. or whatever. Where no one has anything to say and people get nervous because it's silent. Yeah. And they get very uncomfortable in that tension, that space right there. And I am it's it's just weird to me because I was under the impression that, you know, everybody is kind of an adult. I may have been naive, but I just thought that <laughs> everybody's an adult and it's okay if things get a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Because that's where your biggest growth opportunity is at. Right. And so silence is fine. Um, being a little uncomfortable is fine. Admitting that. Admitting is that is fine. Staying in the tension where, you know, there's a nice little push and pull. I mean. And we're not talking about fighting. We didn't no. say aggression. We're not talking about Cardi B. Everybody keep that to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Her tension was not the kind of tension we were looking for. So <laughs> trying to be bi- Stop the violence. Stop people. the violence, people. Yeah, so I think that's where your biggest opportunity comes in at, Um, is in that in that space where there's a little bit of tension and people are a little uncomfortable. Um So you have to stay there. Right. For a little bit. For a little bit. So Steve Jobs knows a lot. Steve Jobs oh, he knew. He, 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 he knows. I feel like he's still he's living still on in here. here. Yeah, because he's running the world. He is Kinda running. Him and Jeff Bezos run the Jeff world. Jeff Bezos run the world. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, he has a couple... There's a couple of quotes in here from him. But he mm-hmm. says, it doesn't make sense to hire smart people and tell them what to do. We hire smart people, so they tell us what to do. Yep. That is absolutely one of the smartest things I could ever it, hear. And But it seems like it's so simple. Like, it seems like... You shouldn't need Steve Jobs to articulate that. It seems like it is something that is the most basic common sense, even though I know common sense is not so common thing that you can think about when you when you talk about teams and group dynamics and hiring and firing. That like, mm-hmm. there's a reason why we brought you here. The reason why we wrote that awful letter and negotiated back and forth with you mm-hmm. and wanted you to be here. And I do not think that it was so that you can just be a yes person. Right. There's some kind of potential, bright ideas, expertise that you want this person to apply to a situation. Right. Which means you need them to f- think freely. hmm And be able to... Um, Push the status quo a little bit. Yeah, you need them to ask those questions. You need them to poke holes. Yep, and challenge the team and their teammates and leadership to challenge leadership. Can't say that enough. Um, so that you know, so that they, so that you can see. Because here's my other thing, right? If I'm your manager. Right, like the whole world, no one knows who Smitty Jenkins' name is who work at Apple. No one knows Smitty Jenkins. Yes, but you know Smitty. Somebody might know him, (laughs) but the rest of the world doesn't. Right. Who does the rest of the world know? Steve Steve Jobs. Jobs. So, if I'm Steve Jobs or manager ABC, no one knows... The, uh, the people who are doing the work rarely ever get the praise of doing the work. No right. one knows their name. Their right. name doesn't go down in the history records. Right. Um, but managers and people in leadership are the ones who are giving the report out. Mm-hmm. They're the ones talking to stakeholders or other leaders or um, the community. And so that bright, that idea that that other person had is only going to make you look good. So I don't know what the problem is, because if I can look good without doing very much, that's, like, fantastic. That's a win-win. That's a (laughs) (laughs) win-win. I picked the right person, and we came up with a great solution. Right. And not to um, kind of um, belittle the work that Neil Armstrong did by walking on the moon Mm -hmm. and flying the the ship and doing all of this stuff with the rest of his crew. Yeah, the people who built it. Yes, <laughs> that's <laughs> correct. The people who built yes the thing that can fly to the moon and <laughs> land and bring you yes. back. Yes, those mathematicians. You know, we hidden figures, the programmers, the, 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 comu- the human mm-hmm. computers, mm-hmm. the people who stayed up all night, the ones who watched you and yep. counted how many times you took a breath in the right. middle of the night and make sure. You know the ones who are monitoring your blood pressure mm-hmm. and saying you need to take a nap because yeah. I see your blood pressure. Sp-. Those are the people who are really, really. You know, they're eating. that's the smart people. Those are the smart people. That, that's the people who, who you need. Yeah, and you need to let them go and figure it out. Let all their little creative juices go wherever they, they need, need to, to go. go. I mean, I don't think Steve Jobs designed the iPhone. No. I think he had a vision, which is what great leaders are all about, yep. inspiring people, creating a vision, fostering an environment. But there was some little engineers somewhere going, you know what we can do? What we do? We code this little right processor right here and we put it over here and then whatever and then the phone is going to be able to talk to you. And Siri was born. And that goes Siri. <laughs> but, but that was after the iPod. That was after the so, iPod. So there were yep. all of these little things it, to get yeah. you there. Mm-hmm. right? And, you know, and hey, we know we didn't get to the moon first. We no. just kept swirling and going up and falling, <laughs> going up and falling. And then we get up there and we're like, you think we can get to the moon? Anybody know how to write a map? Right. Anybody know the direction? Right. We need that person we back. We need that person. Because we can't get back. We can't <laughs> get back. This fuels the conspiracy theories. You know this, right? <laughs> so Somebody is listening to this and they're like, why do they keep using the moon? We ain't really going to the moon. We didn't really go. All I know is they got pictures, but we can't get back. We can't get back. There's a gap. (laughs) There's a gap we need to talk about or whatever. And Neil is gone. I don't think we can ask him. Neil is gone. The Hidden Figures ladies. There's only one left. There's only one left. I don't know if she's talking. I don't think she's talking. She just got a building. Mm -hmm. She's going to keep her building. But when you even, you know, even just to that point, Think about, we, we talked about hidden figures, but then the movie Apollo 13? Yeah. I think about Apollo 13 and problem solving just from what we're talking about now because they got up there, right? Tom Hanks, Houston, we got a problem, all of that. Mm-hmm. When he said Houston, we got a problem, who had to fix the problem? Right. Not them. Not them. Not them. <laughs> Not them. <laughs> the people the down people here. And then we Hello? wrote a process mm-hmm. and a procedure and read it to you. Yes. And told you what to do mm-hmm. to get home. Yes, you have to be smart enough to execute. Yes. But we had to stay up all night. Yep. Matter of fact, they had to go get old boy out of his uh-huh. hotel room and put him in a simulator. Yep. To figure out what was wrong. Yeah. I mean, well, and think about it, too. You think about all the great Tesla. Yep. You think about um, oil and gas and, and how we now fuel our homes and cars and, like, drilling. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, if you... I don't know how many people out there in the oil and gas industry are listening to this, but... If you've ever been out on a rig and, like, it's awe-inspiring. I'm still inspired by planes. Every time I go to the airport, I'm like, this bad boy is going to go up in the air and it's going to keep us there for four hours. Hours Hours or longer, or longer. Yeah, and I think about it every time I'm on there. That's why I get you know (laughs) nervous. Yeah, because because I think about I know us. We are flawed people, right? (laughs) And we will go take a nap in a minute. And I'm hoping I'm not on a plane (laughs) that somebody took a nap. Somebody took a nap on. That's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, so like all of that was not created by one, the figurehead that you see right right now that was like some little engineer person um, or group of them, or group saying, of hey, them. And, it, and it was years of building yep. that so yeah yeah great great quote from steve jobs so next great person that's in there so the next great person in that technology we talk about is bill gates following on the heels of steve jobs exactly. He might be a little upset that we put him second but whatever um, <laughs> yes, he has changed the course of our lives as well. He has. Uh, he has. And I'm going to have something to say after I read his quote that's directed directly to Mr. Gates. Um. So his quote is, your most unhappy customers are your greatest source of learning. Yes, that's great for him to say. Bill, though, okay, oh, I, no, I agree listens. a thousand percent, Bill, but I'm going to need to not have to reboot my computer. Like, I need that not to be the first option when you have an issue. Well, did you restart it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. And I needed... it not to stop me from working. I needed not to just reboot in the middle yeah. of something. Like, I need a warning. I it yeah. to say... You know, do you want to reboot now? There's an update, or would you like to hold off? Just don't go blue on just me. Just don't go blue on me, or, Bill. Uh, at a minimum, can you please just save my work before you? Could you? Could you write that into the program code? I feel like it's an easy I thing to write in there. But you know, this is these people, We've been having this issue since he, started. since he started. So I don't know when he wrote this quote, but I bet you he don't say it anymore. <laughs> I bet you, you can't catch him talking about... That's hilarious. I'm just saying. Although, I heard the surface is supposed to be better. I heard the surface doesn't do all that. So, maybe he was saving it all up for the surface. For the surface. He was just... He had a chronicle of an issues log. It's about a thousand pages long. He's <laughs> like, we got to fix this. We got to fix this. we to it in the surface. But, yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's true. You're an unhappy customer. People are always... Um, if you're on the receiving end of an unhappy customer, you're always taken aback and probably a little bit disturbed by the fact that they are so unhappy because what they're criticizing is your creation of some sort. But if you pause a moment and listen to what they're saying, you may get an improvement out of it. Case in point, Uber. Yes. So Uber had a series of incidents happening, not just in their leadership team, but like with people riding in cars. And so then they came up with this whole little security panel thing. So now you can, instead of... Uh, getting abducted in the car, like the three girls <laughs> did, right? Which is crazy about the Uber driver. Now you can, like, um, report your, your driver, driver immediately, and it'll find you and it'll send police and all sorts of stuff. So, like, they have now. I got a description box because I'm going to need to write what's happening. <laughs> Girl, they just going to dispatch people. They just going to dispatch people. But, you know, if they didn't listen and they were just like, oh, that was just a one off. I mean, like, you, you have to listen to your customer or your employees um, because their ideas could potentially lead to a better product right you won't know until you hear the whole thing out and then explore what that looks like in reality right and that's why in test kitchens a lot of times they use children that's true children would t- be brutally <laughs> honest They're gonna they they be weird. like this cake is dry and this tastes <laughs> like soap <laughs> what is this ill or they will spit it out <laughs> and break your heart. And break your heart. And you're like, okay, I guess I, that's I, nasty. Yeah, I can't be mad because they seven, so. Yeah. <laughs> and if, you're, if your claim to fame is great tasting mm-hmm. or cheesy. Yep. Because if it's supposed to be cheesy yep. and someone spits it out, a kid spits it out, it's a problem. It's not good. It's not good for the home team. No. So, yeah, I mean... Pay attention to what your customers are saying. Pay attention to what people who use your product or who are responsible for producing something for you when they are not happy with the results. Right. Um, because that that's... That's where your product improvements, that's where your company culture will get improved, that's where... That's gold. That's golden. That really is gold. It is. It's a gold mine, and a lot of times you get the... That's when your young team members tend to shine, Mm -hmm. because they're the ones who are sitting there thinking, hmm... Why is that person saying that? Let me explore it because yeah. the the big wigs feel like that's not worth their time, right? And you have someone over in the back in the corner who's decided to explore that issue, yeah. And all of a sudden they've solved the whole thing, uh-huh. and that's where you have a lot of your younger leaders who are willing to think outside the box, yeah, who are not afraid to go and address. The issue at hand, and who will argue the issue with you, or at least say, "Hey, let's just talk this thing through over lunch." Yeah, and don't be afraid to cut your losses. Yes, sometimes you you have to say this. We've had some clients who go down the path of ERP choices and. All sorts of things, and they get you know, a project that was supposed to be a year is now three years in. They still don't have a solution, they still ain't trained nobody. UAT ain't been done. I mean, like, and you're just like, maybe you should just stop. Maybe you should just stop dumping money into this with a hundred consultants that are here trying to make this thing work and back away from it. Back away from it, take a breath. And see if maybe you should go a different direction. Yeah, because there's a chance you're not solving the right problem. Correct. Correct. Right. So, so that's really, you know, that's the essence of what this in-practice section is about. Yeah. You know, really just saying, okay, consider this. Think about that person over there who's who's yapping in your ear. Mm-hmm. You may not like how it sounds. It may be squeaky and all of that. But that squeaky wheel is the one that should get the oil, right? Yep. And... In this case, that squeaky re- wheel may be the one thing that gets your car running right. right. So um, that's all I have to say about that. Thank you for us, though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So that concludes part two of the series, which is the in-practice piece. If you missed part one, you can obviously go back and find it in our podcast, which is what kind of tees up all of this. On SoundCloud or iTunes. iTunes. Yep, SoundCloud or iTunes. And then you can always follow along in our little micro book by going out to Amazon and purchasing the Embrace Resistance, How to Conquer Your Critics micro book. And when we talk to you again, we'll be doing kind of the third installation, which is the final installation, which is kind of uh, the how, how do you, things to think about, and then how do you operationalize the stuff that's in the book? Right. Um, so, because we've given you a lot from theory to kind of practical things with quotes and what's all happening around the quote and the context for that. And then we'll give you kind of, here's what you should be doing with this information. Try these things and consider these things. Right. All righty. Okay. So uh, until next time, remember, everyone has a spark of defiance. And we're here to stoke the embers. See you next time. Bye. Bye.